What's up, y'all? It's Lee. I'm Jordan. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Join us weekly to learn how to mind your business. Or at the very least, be able to tell people how to mind theirs, honey. Drop the beat. (laughs) Mind it, (laughs) hope. Well, hello, y'all. What's up? Welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode 20. Two, zero. We here. (laughs) (laughs) After a little hiatus for a week, we did not record last week. I don't Our lives were just kind of, I feel like they were hectic. It was raining. That's yeah, what it was yeah. that first. I can't stand the rain part two and yeah. three. This would be three. Last week was part two because it's still raining. Yeah, it was raining really bad. And I had a migraine. And I was like, you know, trying to drive clear across the world in the rain with a migraine. We was just like, we'll do it another day. But then stuff just didn't, it just didn't go the way it was supposed mm-hmm. to. And we just mm-hmm. never got around to recording. And once it gets to a point where it's too late in the week, we might as well just wait. For the next for week. Until Monday. So yeah, we did not record. Sorry. Our bad. But we still love you. Mm-hmm. What's up, big head? <laughs> so yeah, it's episode 20. And we're here. Looking like we looking. Yeah. That part. Jordan. What? It's Memorial Day. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It is. I'm just saying. Because does Memorial Day kick off the summer? Like, is it the first holiday that kicks off the summer? Yeah. I guess so. And so, y'all outside. We not. But y'all are. Yeah, it is Memorial. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. She upset about not being outside. It is. But, yes, it is Memorial Day. um, Giving thanks to... Everybody that has lost their lives to ensure our freedom here in this country, to ensure that we are able to believe, think, and, you know, be what we want. Mm -hmm. I know that there are a lot of things Mm -hmm. with this country that need fixing, but there are a lot of places where you can't even be who you want to be without the fear of being in jail, being killed. Murdered. You know, being murdered in the street. Mm -hmm. Um, Stoned. That's a thing, man. Yeah. That's a real thing. We have some... We definitely still have some steps to make, but I'm thankful that I can dress the way I want to dress, love who I want to love over here, and I'm not afraid for my safety as a, you know, as a whole from my country. You know, so we enjoy a lot of freedoms and, you know, just giving thanks to all of those who have made that ultimate sacrifice to ensure that our country stays free. True that. <clears throat> Word. Free. <laughs> 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 Um, with that also being said, it's the 100 year anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. Uh, I think when you think about it, I think a lot of us probably have people, well, not in my family, but in other people's families, a lot of people have people that are a hundred years old. So a hundred years is not that long Mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. If you do not know what the Tulsa massacre is, please go look it up. Um, I'm not going to get into it on here, but it's one of those time things that has been forgotten. I feel like people gloss over it in history because America did that to its own people. Mm-hmm. 
on top of all the other things America has done. But this was just 100 years ago. Like, your great-grandma might be 100 and can remember this happening. So, you know, we don't want to gloss over it. It's been glossed over enough. Even people here in the South don't know about it. I, it's not, I guess, I mean... I'm not surprised because it's not something that was taught in school. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think recently it was in the HBO show Lovecraft Lovecraft Country. Mm -hmm. And then they also it was in the other HBO or is that the same one? Oh, HBO. No, um, Lovecraft is on HBO. And then there's another one where uh, they're kind of like a superhero with Regina King in it. I don't know what that one's called, but I do know what you're talking and, about. And the uh, the riots was in there as well. Oh, okay, okay. I've never seen that, so I didn't know. Um, and so you know, I, just, I really do think it's very interesting that those two things may have sparked more interest in it. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. So today, um, and that's who's minding their business for me this week was, uh, there is one descendant of the, uh, massacre that's still alive. Oh, wow. Um, and she was able to kind of recall, she spoke in front of the, I want to say the Supreme Court. How old is Maybe she? last month. Um, to be able to remember. Old. Yeah. You know, so you weren't like a one. Yeah. You know, um, and she says she still hears the screams. Oh my god! Um, she still, uh, she said specifically, <laughs> I hear the airplanes flying over, and that so the United States supplied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I thought that that was heartbreaking, um, but at the same time, I, I I was glad that she was able to get her story out because um, it was it's something that needs to be heard. Um, I know that they're trying to revitalize that uh, Black Wall Street. And so I'm hoping that it comes to fruition. And we'll see. Um, yeah, but it, it it's a sad story. It's a sad story. Yeah. Could you imagine 100 years of being tormented by something? Just a year of being tormented by something is a long time a hundred mm-hmm. years your whole entire life look at me i'm trying to see how old was she i mean not that it matters but my god that's crazy so yeah so yep that's a thing so how was your week your past two weeks my past two weeks you, you should know, have a lot remember. no ma'am ma'am uh-uh we're not taking that today i'm just saying like i'm like okay i guess i don't know like we've been just a lot of our conversation has been centered around our upcoming trip to mexico uh-huh we are just like we need this vacation like and i'm just like looking forward to it I cannot wait to go. I don't have that like that true excitement yet, that giddy feeling, but I'm just like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. It'll be here before I know it. Um She was seven, sorry. She was seven. Okay. So she's okay. So she's one oh seven. Um my past two weeks have been pretty easy going. Um I haven't really had just a lot going on i guess mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i've kind of started to isolate myself from certain people that 
have me riding waves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I've realized that, you know, staying in contact with people who put you on these roller coasters, you're going to you're gonna forever be on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not having bad conversations or whatever. So I started to isolate myself from those people. And it's no love loss. It just is what it is. And so I've just been kind of like chilling. Mm-hmm. I just haven't really had much going. Um, I just, once again, kind of back to thinking about, okay, so what's next? Yeah. Okay, so what's the next move? Um, just kind of getting myself ready to be able to receive whatever my next blessing is. Because I feel like it's on the forefront. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's there. I feel like something's happening and I need to be ready to receive it. Okay. Um, regardless of what it is. So, yeah, I just haven't really had much much going much on. Happiness. I've been going to bed early. Yeah. It's been so gloomy. I come home, take my shower. I'll be like, well, let me get into bed. It's 8.02. <laughs> So, yeah, I haven't really had too much going. Okay. Well, let's see. On a scale of 1 to 10, I have been a constant and steady 5. Okay. I have just been right in the middle with everything. Emotionally, I've been right in the middle. Um, There has not necessarily been ups. There's not necessarily have been any downs. I've just kind of been right in the middle yeah and so um i think you know i think the weather has a lot to do with my emotions on and you know so on a cloudy day generally speaking i feel a little cloudy i like mm, i could use a warm blanket some warm tea sit in the window and stare pet a cat you know <laughs> like low that fire. yeah yeah low fi- that's exactly how i feel on a rainy day i don't feel like um going out and getting dressed and moving about and so since it has been raining the past two or three weeks i have been kind of like hmm, nope i would just kind of rather go home rather wrap myself in a blanket where is that weighted blanket that type of vibe and so i've been trying to give myself grace during this period because i generally have an idea that no Jordan, you have to be up. You need to be up. You need to be going, 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 uh, embracing the sun and stuff like that. But, you know, there ain't no sun. And so, you know, just giving my great, giving myself grace in this time um, and knowing that, you know, it's okay just to be at a five. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And so that's the thing. I have Miami coming up on this week thursday and even with that i'm kind of just at a i'm at a five i'm people are like are you excited you ready for the turn up and i'm like hmm you know i'm going i'm excited to see my friends but you know i'm just kind of like right in the middle and so my sister usually has this attitude like she's really just nonchalant Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. And so I'm just kind of nonchalant about things. Just kind of like, mm, yeah, no, maybe so. Right in the middle. And so, what's going on in my week? Oh, but something that did happen in my week that was really exciting was I went to go see Cruella. <laughs> oh, that's where you, uh, you know, when you said you're at the movies, I was like, yeah, friend. <laughs> I went to the movies. I was like, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and not because you're at the movies. I was like, what came out? Cruella. Okay, Cruella did come out. How yeah. was it? Y'all. Okay, so I already, you know, I have both light and dark sides, you know, and I generally like to stay right in the middle or on the lighter side of things. But I love Disney villains. I just mm-hmm. do. Yeah. They have the best personalities. And you just know their backstory is the shit. Okay? Yeah. And so, spoiler alert, Cruella I'm has been... I'm tell them. Oh. It just came out. What? Well, by the time they hear it, it'll be a little minute. Okay, so no spoiler <laughs> alert. But Cruella them been through some things, okay? And that's my girl. Okay? If you got a problem with Cruella, you got a problem with me. Period. And Dalmatians are an aggressive breed. She's just saying it is what it is. Now, I don't think you should go and skin them or nothing like that. But she ain't even do that either. Boom. It's just everybody be hating on you. Genius. Talented. Powerful. Feminist. Get you some. Get you lots. Okay? Because let me tell you something about Cruella. She embraced her true self. She tried to be what everybody wanted her to be. She was like, "Uh uh-uh, forget that. I'm going to do me. Well. Yeah, so that was some emotion (laughs) that I enjoyed it, (laughs) y'all. Well, then. It was so good. I also seen Silent. You know what he's going to be for Halloween. (laughs) Oh, because we're going to the block party, (laughs) y'all. Uh, what else I seen? I seen Silent Hill. No. How many movies did you go see? No. I seen The Quiet Place. Two. Two. Y'all. I didn't see the first one. It was alright. Yeah. It wasn't better than Cruella. And Cruella was PG-13. What was, was uh, Quiet Place rated R? Rated R. Was it? Yeah. But, you know, so, you know, things to think about. Go out to the movies. Still wear your mask. Because these people is out here not wearing their mask. Aren't they? Ain't nobody wearing none. Yeah, and so I they be mad, but I was just like, ooh. They be looking at me with the N95 like I'm crazy. And I be looking at them like, uh-uh. You ain't being wise. But, you know, maybe they had their vaccinations. I have too. But, you know, maybe they feel like, you know, they don't need it. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. You know. To each his own. Yeah. To each his own. Let me see what else is going on. I still ain't got no floors. Still ain't got no walls. We waiting on the contractor to start. When's that supposed to start? Girl, I don't know. But you know, that is another thing that's playing on my piece. Yeah. Because I am a home person. Yeah. I like to decorate. Like, I would have been changed this up. Like, this was winter. If you can't tell, these are winter decorations. This was winter. We are in summer now. I usually would have my sunflowers out, honey, my bright oranges and yellows. But, yeah. So, you know, I'm waiting on them to do that so I can redo all of this Mm -hmm. and go on with my life. And so, you know, I'm just coasting right in the middle, waiting for my trips to start. Yes, Lord. Uh, Because I'm thinking that that will give me a little bit of rejuvenation. Um, Give me some time to kind of just be somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. I, and I think that's my biggest thing. Like, of course, I'm looking forward to the fun that we're going to have mm-hmm. on the trips. But mm-hmm. I just need a reset. Like, really, really, really bad. And, you know, it's funny because this month, 
our coworkers are taking off like right and left. Mm. I think I'm the only one that's not taking off. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I ain't nothing to do in June. Because when July come, I want y'all to understand I'm not coming to work. But, like, they're taking off like right and left. And I'm like, yeah, everybody is starting to feel that that mid-year. Yeah. Is that what is that a thing? Yeah, I think it is. I think I really think it is because you have a lot of holidays at the end of the year slash beginning because mm-hmm. you have you know like Christmas, well Thanksgiving, Christmas, then New Year's, um, then you have like President's Day or something, then Martin Luther King Day, and we get all of those off. So you're getting all these little mm-hmm. these little mm-hmm. breaks, and then shoot after that, you at work. Spring break, maybe. Yeah. It's in in but our field it starts to get warm. hmm People get the coming to jail for weird shit. And so here the pressure's on. And so I think now people are at that point where they're like, I need a break. Like and they're taking them. And I'm like, by all means, I'm used to not taking time till my birthday anyway. Even when I worked in retail. I didn't take PTO unless something happened. I didn't take PTO till my birthday. And then from then on out, goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm taking PTO every month after that. Because that's where my uh, point starts to set in. Okay. So, you know. So that's why you put that sugar in my gas tank. You're just feeling, ugh. Got mm-hmm. it. Got yeah. it. Well, I need you to get your time off, friend. Because the camera can't take no more else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's an older model, so... <laughs> We need to take our time. Yeah. So, I'm going to definitely be taking my time. And then, you know, with COVID, it was just so weird taking off. I didn't want to use no PTO because I didn't know if I was like, if I catch COVID, how they going to do my PTO? Are they going to make me use all my time up? You know, are they going to try to fire me because I don't have time? So, I maintained my time for like the last year. Mm -hmm. Now that we got like a vaccine and things are starting to kind of slow down or whatever they're doing, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm taking my time. Yeah. Take it. Because if I get COVID and y'all don't give me the time off on y'all on, I'm coming to work. I'm I'm just playing. (laughs) Which brings me to the person who is also minding their business, Osaka. No, you can't take all the people. Oh, okay. My bad. (laughs) But this is my person, yeah. It's a lot of people. Okay, this is Lee's person. So we'll go on record and say this is Lee's person who's minding their business this week. But, you know... This queen is fierce already. Has already made stands for Black Lives Matter. Um, has and she does not hold her tongue. She's very well spoken, and she's using her platform for positivity already. Um, recently, she spoke up and said that she would not be attending a press conference. She did not feel that it would be helpful for her, um, and that she needed the break for her mental health. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of people are talking about it. It's a hot topic. Because we, you know, are used to athletes taking the abuse, or if we would call it abuse, or whatever. Would you call yeah, it Yeah, we abuse? label them as tough. Because they're athletes. Right. Regardless of the sport, mm-hmm. we label them as tough because they physically do tough things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we just kind of be like, they can take it. You just got hit by 15 dudes out on the field. Man, this ain't hurting your feelings. And somebody said, um, and somebody, uh, one of the interviewers or whatever was like, it's a part of the job. And I was just like, but yeah, should it be? Like, I understand being critiqued by Gerald, guy. my boss. Mm-hmm. I understand being critiqued by my team. Um, but some of the questions that you're asking me, 
may be harmful for my mental health. And if you are expecting me, since that's a part of the job, but you're also expecting me to be a great performer, perform top notch and win these these things, bring uh, attention to your sport, uh, bring sponsorships to your sport, then I have to be at my best. And guess what? At my best means sometimes saying, you know what? I need a break. I can't I can't go to this right now. Come on, because I know you feel some type of way. Because, I mean, one part of me does get that you are a public figure. Mm-hmm. And there are just things that come with being a public figure. And I'm not saying that I agree with whomever that, uh, that I'm assuming was probably like a sportscaster or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm not saying that I agree, but I am saying that, you know, as you rise in stardom, you rise in celebrity, you rise in notoriety... You lose parts of your um, of your of your private space. I mean, a lot of celebrities, maybe not necessarily athletes, but just celebrities in general, have spoken on just not having any kind of privacy. Because mm-hmm. I mean, everything about you is always on show. People are watching your every move, and part of me is like, did you not expect that? I guess my question is so, but what at point? At what point do you start to say, okay, I understand how it's been in the past. I understand that with fame comes all of this access to me. I am going to decide at this point to do Janet Jackson, Tina Turner, Beyonce, Serena Williams to a certain extent, and say, no, you don't get a right to some of these things. You say that whenever you feel like you need to say it. Just don't act surprised at the backlash. Okay. That's okay. Nothing. Don't act surprised at the backlash because all of them receive backlash. Mm-hmm. Even Beyonce. Because um, we know she's like the queen of privacy. Yeah. We know things because she told us about it. <laughs> because she let us know. But don't act surprised at the backlash. Um, and I know that she was fined, what, like $15,000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was fined $15,000 and they said that she could lose her place. And I think she yeah. withdrew from the fine from the yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a tennis person so I'm trying to keep the whatever I think it's the French Open uh-huh okay. Pat watches tennis it's his thing okay well I and he it. plays I play a little bit okay I'm a natural at it but I don't like it because it hurts my ankles <laughs> I'll be playing tennis too <laughs> with my emotions oh, okay <laughs> but I mean you have to you are the only person that can protect you at the end of the day. And if you feel as though something is not sitting well with your mental health, by all means, do whatever steps are necessary to to safeguard yourself. Just realize that in this world, your mental health don't have no place. They don't care about your mental health. So you are going to receive backlash, which in turn may make your mental health worse. So you need to be prepared for those things. Yeah. If at all possible. But... I can respect because I remember when I read her um, her personal statement, she was saying something about like, you know, when an athlete goes out there and loses and then right after has to come sit down and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like you ain't even processed the loss yourself. Yeah. And I don't think that the press conferences are bad. I think that they're bad because they're immediately 
right after I just lost. You didn't even give me a day to think about what happened because, to be fair, if you're playing a sport and you're out there running and doing whatever, you don't re- really remember all the details. It takes a few days mm-hmm. because your brain was in go mode, mm-hmm. tunnel vision. So I think that they should at least give them a few days to process it. And by a few, maybe two, because I understand you want to talk about it while it's still relevant. Yeah. You want to talk about it before the next big game happens or whatever. I mean, you know. Who wants to talk about it two weeks later and we in the Super Bowl? Your loss was four games ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so I get mm-hmm. that as well. And it's part of what makes the money. It's part of the program. So I, I get both sides. Like, okay, so you just don't want us to have press conferences when we, you know, like that's, you know. Yeah. And I, and so I get it. But I do think that, like, dang, can they, can they think about it first? And that's because what, they start um, real life going. That's what, I guess, the greats. Like Nadal, I want to say Nadal said that, um, you know, huh? like Nadal. <laughs> who is that? He's a uh, he's a famous tennis player. Okay, tennis, uh-huh. I'm uh, He's a gentleman, Caucasian gentleman. Okay, <laughs> okay. I think. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> but he was saying that media is what made the sport, mm. and I mean, I guess so. That's that's true. I mean. If no one was really recording it or, you know, doing the interviews, we wouldn't know who they are. We wouldn't know when it was occurring, stuff like that. And so I get both, but I'm more on the side of mental health and I'm like change the world. So our mental health can fare better instead of continuing moving on doing what we was doing, because apparently it's not working. Mm hmm. And I'm sure several other athletes have felt the same. I've seen several athletes become severely emotional and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that during press conferences. I'm not really a sport person, but, you know, keep in mind, they, they're still human. Yeah. They have other things going on. Um, I think one of the most Ooh, iconic. I can't imagine having that in my life. I'd be like, Lord. <laughs> What easy? Take me out now. <laughs> Take me, Lord. <laughs> I think, because I remember, I think one of the most iconic sports things to me as somebody who's not a sports person is when Michael Jordan played after his father was killed, I believe. Father, stepfather. And I think that was the, because y'all, y'all know I get the misquoting shit, but I think that was the game where he was just laying on the floor crying afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because I know one time he played, he had the flu. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that, and I don't think he was crying after that. I think it was after his father, I think his father had been killed in like an armed robbery or something oh, like that. Oh, man. I think it was something like that. Oh, Jay. That for, <laughs> I'm be sorry. Like, Lee, that is not what happened. But, um, and he was just laying on the floor, like, crying. And I'm like, who wants to do a press conference after that? I'd do one, just so they wouldn't ask me again. Snot all everywhere, hollering in the microphone. They'd be like, sir. <laughs> I'm just standing back there like, look at you. I'd be y'all. like, I am a person of extremes. So you need to. <laughs> so the next time you decide to ask me to do something, just know. Okay. It was the Emotional Father's Day Championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. Them fathers, man. They are fathers. I don't know why I'm thinking about this shit. It, okay. It was emotional after the win because it was the first Father's Day. And this was his first championship since his father mm. was murdered in 1993. 
the game actually happened in 1996, but it don't matter. Dang. It's still, it's still. Okay, okay, mental yeah. Health. True friend, true. Maybe <laughs> I mean, that's why I said. Let me look it up. And you know, grief happens in stages, and it di- it does not go away. It just changes form. Okay, and yeah. so three years later, it was still that it was just different. And it was Father's Day, so whatever. Boom. So yeah, I just I feel like take a stance for your mental health, take a stance for your own personal safety and security. Nobody's going to do it for you. There's just going to be repercussions that you know that you face because mm-hmm. you're playing in the machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the machine is like, well, we pay you all this money, and da 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 da. You signed up for it, and da 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 da. And it's like, well, y'all have never really had to take into account what your what your players go through. Mm-hmm. So and then the gag is the machine gonna keep going once you gone that part once you go commit suicide because your mental health has gotten so bad and you don't know where you at they're gonna run an article on you and find the next big thing so protect yourself boom protect yourself and always have a backup career friend your person was a good person this week mm-hmm. I don't knew you was on it yeah yeah. Now I don't know who needs my nares, but I'm getting better. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who else did we put down? Uh, so y'all, what is y'all y'all said about these bonnets, baby, and these scars? Okay, I'm gonna go first because I don't have a lot to say on it because you know I thought we had got to a point to where the scarves and the colors and the silk and how it blew in the wind and how you could put your little hoops on and you could just i thought we had got to a point to where it was okay that you could do a little rap or you could do a little whoop de whoop de whoop pop wop and go on about your business i thought we had got to a point to where you know what if jordan wanted to wear some some fluffy socks and a sweater and a blanket with a pillow and an eye wrap to the airport he was fine because he was going to sleep on the airplane because he going to Dubai and it's a whole however many hours. Um, I thought we had got to a point to where I could stay in my lane and watch you and yours and celebrate you and your turban, you and your, your head rag, and then just be fine. But we're not there yet. And so it's busting a bubble for me. I didn't think that we were at the place where we had to go and represent our entire lineage when we went to the airport. That's what I got. I didn't know that every time I stepped out, I was representing the Hamiltons and the Renfros and the Nelsons and whomever else is in the family heirloom line because I decided to wear a do-rag that was purple. And purple represents something that God knows what. I didn't know that I had to stand there for every black person who ever existed and I'm representing my race. I thought we had got to a point to where we were individuals enough to stand alone. Apparently I was wrong. Now for you said you had it. <laughs> I'm just saying I must not know about the subject. That's all I'm saying. So I had seen where somebody had took a picture and it was a bunch of black young ladies in the airport and they had on like their little leggings or sweats, whatever. And they all had on bonnets and I had posted it and they were saying that it was ghetto. And I said, the shit that's actually 
what you should consider ghetto, you don't. Mm-hmm. You worried about some bonnets. Also, you took a picture of these young ladies without their permission and posted it. I swear I'd be finding you and suing you. And that's ghetto. I, I feel violated. You violated my personal space. I didn't ask you to take this picture. You were stalking me. I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. That would be me. But you know me. I'm always out for some coin. So that's that. And now you're going to put a comment on there. I'm going to label, slander, whichever one it is. I want both All of them connected. Because I'm sure somebody <laughs> made a video. <laughs> So, you know, for me, my personal stance on bonnets, I do not wear my bonnet to the mall or, you know, whatever. But if I'm going to get some gas and going to give me something to eat at 7 in the morning, I'm putting on my bonnet. Like, it's 7 a.m. Please worry about you. It's my day off. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my bonnet. I've worn my bonnet. In my younger years, I did. I would wear my bonnet to Walmart. It's Walmart, baby. This ain't nothing high class. Like, what the fuck? Um, now, like yesterday, I needed to go get my oil changed. Mm-hmm. I have braids under this wig. Didn't feel like slapping the wig on because it was hot as hell. And I still had other things I needed to do when I came home. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just put on a scarf. It's highly decorative. It costs more than you know because it's pure silk. <laughs> Out of the way. Boom. My dad brought them back for me. So, I was like, I'm just going to put my scarf on. Mm -hmm. I went and got my oil changed and came home. I didn't think two cents about it. Nobody was looking at me funny. They may have maybe thought something. I don't know. But do I care? No. Change my oil and come on. Your hand's Mm -hmm. dirty. Underneath your fingernails dirty. Don't say nothing to me. Mm -hmm. So, my stance is, if that's what you want to wear, that's what you want to wear is your head. You do what you want to do with your head. Me, I don't want to wear my bonnet out in the mall because somebody cute may see me and I don't have my bonnet on. That's sleep attire to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to see me in my sleep attire just yet. Mm -hmm. So that's my personal stance. But do I think that it lessens your character or that it lessens the look of black people? No. I mean, to be fair, if non-black people had a reason to to wear a bonnet, period. If they had a reason to wear a bonnet, they would wear them out. They just don't have a reason, and they think that they're shower caps. So there's that. I'm just like, who are we trying to please here? Like, and then specifically the airport, because that's my biggest thing, because these conversations all centered around young ladies in the airport. It's 3 a.m. I done rolled out of bed, washed my face, brushed my teeth, and got in an Uber. And a long flight. And a long flight. Plus, I got to sit in the airport. And who knows? My head all up against the seat is going to crunch it. So I got to wrap underneath this. I'm trying to keep it fresh. And then who knows how long you're going to be in the airport. Because if it's any of them flights that was to the Dominican Republic we was looking at, 20-hour flights. Layovers for for 10 hours. And I'm about to lay down. I'm about to lay down. Somewhere. (laughs) So I just don't understand why, one, we're policing these women as harsh as we do. And why do you really care? And I think what it stems from is that bonnets and um, the decorative scarves and all that, that is historically black. Mm-hmm. And before somebody mm-hmm. try to get on here and be like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is historically black. We have a different type of hair. Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of hair we have, wide range of hair types, we still have a different type of hair that requires a certain type of maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not that easy to take your hair down, go to the airport for show, and then put your hair back up. No, 
it, it needs to stay a certain way and it needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this comes from probably being labeled as with most things black, being labeled ghetto by non-black people, and then those ideas seep into the black community, and we start to put them on mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not opposed to people being like, you know, like, oh, you know, I tell my daughter, don't wear your bonnet out. That's a personal choice. You choose how you want to go out, but let's not sit around and call these young ladies ghetto. That, to me, is the problem. Yeah. Because now you have put it out on the internet. It's all on national social media. And so now any person of non-black descent who didn't really think nothing about the bonnets. Now it's ghetto. Now it's ghetto to them because the black people themselves told me it was ghetto. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to judge these women and treat them different, expect a certain type of personality. When, in fact, these could be anybody. Mm-hmm. I just got on a bonnet. And I'll wear a scarf. Because I'm going to have on my bonnet when we go to Mexico. <laughs> Understand? And I wish somebody would say something. And I wish you would take a picture because I'm slipping file. Because at the he- end of the day, I'm just like head protection. I'm bald and I ain't going out there with my head unprotected. In these uncharted winds. I think. So I just think it's one of those things like the stuff that y'all actually need to be focused on that people do when they go out. Y'all don't want to talk about that. That's just a way of life. That's just normal. But a bonnet. Y'all over here writing theses and documentaries on a bonnet. And I can just tell you now, black women been wearing bonnets since the beginning of bonnet Maybe time. Maybe we should do a we documentary on bonnets. We could. I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but. Bonnets. Well, I could see like hair. Ties. Decoration. Oh, we would call it protect your crown. Okay. Adjust your crown. I'm ready. But yeah, black women been wearing scarves and all this other kind of stuff since the beginning of time. Look at Beyonce. Oh, y'all can't see it. But look, she got a crown on. Mm hmm. And if I'm, and they, they was even saying that the scarves were ghetto. And, and I, that's what people I used love to tell a you to do. Scarf. That, I that's love what people used to tell you to do. With your hoops and it'd be cute. I'd be like, come on, scarf. I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to? Because maybe I don't want to put the wig on because maybe the wig got to be laid down with the glue and all that kind of stuff. And I need my, my, my wig to be fresh for tonight. Or maybe I have health issues and my scalp needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on with people. Maybe the sun or the rain or the wind or the cold. Or your breath. Could- our, our breath. You hadn't thought about that one. And I'm just saying, you, um, you close enough to take a picture, you breathing on me. You know, like, we don't know what people are dealing with to why they are. I could be going through cancer treatment and just have no hair. And I don't feel like it's your business to see my bald ass head. I mean, that's just... <laughs> yeah. That's just a real thing. Stop thinking that you're entitled to everybody's body. And I just feel like black women are already policed enough. You never, you're never right. Mm-hmm. You wear your natural hair. That's not good enough. It ain't good enough. So you throw on a wig. You need to stop wearing the wig. Nah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, nah blah, I blah, got blah. a problem with wigs. So I take the wig off. I put me on a scarf. That's ugly. That's get out. Don't do that. So I put me on a bonnet. You're mad about the bonnet? Well, baby, I wear my clothes too big. You're looking like this. You wear your clothes the right size. You're looking like this. You're big and you want to wear clothes. You're small and you want to wear clothes. But y'all just, y'all go to hell. <laughs> that's how I feel. I mean, yeah. They go can, to hell. That's a place as well. 
So, yeah. So, yeah. And it's also like, I do notice some of the generational differences. I think that's there as well. Um, older generation definitely has a way that they think about it. And I'm just hoping that we get to a place where we can be our individual selves. Without, and you know, people are always going to judge. I get that. Um, but hopefully we can get to a point to where... I'm not judging my black brothers and sisters harder than I'm judging anybody else. Those standards are heavy burdens to carry. And Lord knows y'all got a standard for everything. Yeah, standards don't even make sense half the time. So yeah, I just say do what you do. You're the only person that has to deal with the qu- the consequences. The consequences of the things that you do and the way you portray yourself. Protect the crown. Yeah. Specifically, your crown. Protect mm-hmm. your crown. Because what you do affects you. And quit worrying about what other people do. If you don't want to bond it out, if you think that's ghetto, I guess you shouldn't want to bond it outside. Next. I can't believe scarves, though. I thought I really like scarves. That's what they used to tell you to do instead of the bonnet. Now they telling you put on a wig. I'm like, now, nah, baby. I mean, them wigs. I mean, I ain't, you know, calling nobody out, but they're expensive. And I'm like, have you ever worn a wig? I can't just throw on, a, you know, a Do scarf you? I can yeah. get at a decent price. You know, it may be wigs too, but, you know, just to throw on a wig. Something, everybody ain't wig people. And then, you know, just a few weeks ago, they had the, the <clears throat> video of the girl at TSA. And she had the wig. The, oh, the, the hat, hat wig. The... I heard about that. So what was, was underneath? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they was clowning her because of that. And I'm like, so what? Y'all just. I seen them on Amazon and I purchased me one. <laughs> and I want you to clown me because y'all know I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> so I look like that normally. I was just like, okay. Baby, it's too much. Because I'm going to be pissed off if I wear my wig to the airport and they catch a metal, a metal clip inside and they ask me to take my wig off. Mm. I'm just it's fine. She got it. It's just uh, yeah, but I'm just saying. And people taking pictures and stuff. I hate for my for my braids to be. <laughs> I'm gonna be like this. <laughs> That's right, friend. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what they was talking about there. And you know, on that same conversation of body image and you know what's presentable and whatever, whatever. We have Jillian Michaels. Um, she the did workout a- chick. Yes. She did an interview, I think, back like in January. So why did it resurface? You know, people need something to be mad about. Okay. All right. Where she was asked about, I don't know what they was talking about, but she was asked about Lizzo. Cause Okay, so and she thought that we should celebrate Lizzo's character and talent, not her body. Because she was like, she's obese and... It's not going to be celebrated when she gets diabetes or whatever and die. Yeah, because, okay, it says, During the show, the interviewer stated that she admired Lizzo and model Ashley Graham for being a part of the body positivity movement. Jillian's res- Jillian responded saying, Why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. This was in January. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. So I guess it it must have just made its way onto the airwaves, and the right person saw it and blew it up. Okay. Um, I think 
personally, mm-hmm. as a plus size woman, I don't celebrate yeah. obesity. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I celebrate being comfortable where you're at every step of the way mm-hmm. because you have to love yourself every single step of the way because otherwise you'll lose the weight and whatever, get your surgery, whatever you decide to do, and you'll still hate yourself because you didn't. You never learned to love yourself mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't celebrate obesity. I don't think that obesity is healthy. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like real life obesity, not this skewed bmi index because serena williams is considered obese and that and that's like the fitness guru here like yeah my girl is stacked yeah she's stacked it's not skewed for um certain people it's just not um so i don't celebrate obesity i think that we should all strive to be at our healthiest in every single way being obese does not necessarily make you unhealthy though and I'm not saying, you know, like 600 pound life. I'm just saying like, I mean, I'm considered obese and I don't have any weight related issues. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, there, there's not just a 100% direct correlation. Like, oh, you're going to have diabetes and high blood pressure and all that. No, I don't. And I'm not even borderline. They not watching me for it. None mm-hmm. of that. You could be small and have all of those things. You can. You could be small and be in the gym working out nice body have and I. do crap. True. Have a drinking problem. You know, so, I mean, they're defined healthy. But I do also think that it was kind of, hmm, that we're talking to Jillian Michaels and you brought up Lizzo. Because I feel like you knew what that was going to do. Yeah. We're talking about two Two very different ends of the spectrum. And I'm not really, I don't think that she should have made the comment about the diabetes. It's not going to be fun when she get diabetes. You should have just done differently on that end of it. Mm -hmm. But she said what she said. She was like, you know... Uh, she wasn't trying to down talk Lizzo as a person, but you could have left that diabetes part off. Because since you could get diabetes tomorrow, yeah. I mean, just being 100. But I, I do believe that we're there's in different a, types. Yeah. yeah. And I do believe that we're in a world where everybody wants you to be on board with everything. And if you're not, we got to cancel you. Cancel culture is sickening. Like... Some people I see why we're canceling, but God, dog, just because somebody has a difference in opinion than you yeah. does not require canceling. And that's where we're at. Nobody can disagree mm-hmm. without this big rally to cancel. It's like, okay, well, if y'all want to sit around and be 600 pounds, and I'm not saying Lizzo is, but I'm just saying, if y'all want to sit around and be 600 pounds, then that's fine. Do, do you. Do you. And whatever comes, comes. But I don't really think. I wasn't just too shocked at what Jillian said. Yeah, I wasn't shocked at all. And she's a fitness girl. What is? I mean, and she's that's just kind of her personality. She's a, she's kind of rough around. Yeah, the she edges. is kind of rough around the edges. <laughs> that, yeah, you I know, mean, she is. She says what kind of comes to mind, and she'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's what I said." <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just once again worry about you. <laughs> just everybody worry about themselves this week. That's what need to mind their business. Everybody. Everybody. Worry okay. about you. And then we can come together as a collective and worry about us. But my, mind your business first. I, I just feel like y'all wanted to be mad. I, I'm on Lizzo's side. Who's on a weight loss journey. Who's on a weight loss <laughs> journey. And she's doing the work. Yeah. She's getting it in. Um, 
I'm glad she started with body positivity because I think that's where the journey starts. I think that we have so many people walking around who hate what they look like, the shape of their body, what they see, that they allow it to overshadow all of their other positive qualities, all the other good things that they got going on, and the progress that they probably made, or the good things that their body have brought to them. Like, you're walking, you're talking, you're eating, you can Mm -hmm. lift up your arm, you can bend your knee. Like, you know, there's so many things that we're overlooking simply because of our weight and how we feel we're perceived by other people on the outside of us. And with hot boy summer and hot girl summer, more pressure is pushed. No, yeah, it's more, always around the summertime. Yeah, more pressure is applied. But if, you know, I felt like I was going to a beach to where my body was accepted just as well as the the person with the six-pack body, just as well as the person who was shaped like an apple. Um, See? If I felt like going to a beach like that, I would feel more comfortable. I would wear whatever I wanted to wear. And I would just be happy in that fact. And so, body positivity it is. And you know, I'm all about body positivity. You have every right to love the body that you are in. Whether it's big, small, short, wide, Freckled, My dark light. My favorite one is round. I usually like to be like you're round, and that's okay. That's how I refer to myself. I'm like, girl, you short and round. <laughs> you short and round, but you have the right to love your body, and I feel like that is also a thing. I remember when I was still living in Shreveport, there was this fitness Shreveport. guy. Mm-hmm. You from Shreveport? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was this fitness guy who had approached me in the store. Bitch, I'm buying tampons. I've said a lot of cuss words today. It's I miss okay. y'all. But I'm, I'm literally like no lie in the tampon aisle trying to get my life straight. Mm-hmm. And he comes and he gives me his little, um, what do you call it, fitness card. And I'm like, okay. I already knew who he was when he walked up to me because at the time, he kind of had like a monopoly on black fitness in Shreveport. Okay. And so, and, and well, just fitness as a whole, honestly. Um, because oh, Billy we, Blanks. No, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I know you. Because we did not have a lot of gyms at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he gives me his card. And I'm just like, okay. You know, like, cool. And he goes into this spiel of what services he offers. And I'm like, okay, I didn't ask you for this. Mm -hmm. So, now I'm kind of looking. And we're in the tampon aisle. So, now I'm kind of looking like, okay. Like, cool. Gotcha. I'll hit you up if I want to. Then he starts making these odd comments as though I should be unhappy with myself. And so I looked and I was like, no, I like the way I look. He said, well, does everybody else? I said, does it matter? So now we're just kind of standing there staring at each other. And I said, because I don't care what you think, because quite frankly, I would never date you. You have no neck. So here we are. Them necks do disappear. Yeah, they do. So he looking at me like, what do you mean you would never date me? And I'm like, I'm just saying, because that's where this is all Mm -hmm. finna go. I'm like, if you don't like my body, I don't give a damn. I could lose the weight and you still don't like my body. So I lost the weight for you and you don't like me big or small. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And so I was really perplexed. Like as I walked off, I was like, 
Is that what y'all are teaching in these fitness classes? That if they're not at your liking, that they shouldn't like themselves? That's weird. That's like really weird. Whereas you should be teaching, it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to want better as well. Yeah. Whatever you deem better to be. Mm-hmm. And I want to help you reach those goals, but I also want you to love yourself every way through. And so I was just really taken aback and I was just like, okay. Okay. I think weight loss should be paired with counseling because I really do think that there is a large link um, between the criticism and judgment that you give your body and the depression you experience because of it. Of course. And so to do the physical work, but not the mental, it's it's just kind of like, okay... How do you not end up in the same place? Or not end up causing someone else harm, mental and emotional harm, because now you're judging them and like, oh, you're just so disgusting. I did this. You should do this, too. It worked for me. It worked for me. How could you live with yourself? (laughs) Like this. And so, you know, it's just... And that's why, like, even on my 600-pound life, because I love that show. My God. Is is that the one with the sisters? Mm-hmm. Oh, they say sodi. I don't know what that is. It's a soda, but they call it a sodi. Oh, sodi. Okay. They'd be like, I want a sodi. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> but on my 600 pound life, a lot of times they do bring up that people need counseling. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're very eh to it a lot of times. Sometimes they go. Um, because it never fails. These backstories always, uh, well, the shows always start with these backstories of how they got to this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's always about the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're like an emotional eater or whatever, which a lot of us are emotional eaters, we all are. Yeah. Unless you're one of those people that gets emotional and does not eat, you know, yeah. whatever. But they recommend that these people go to counseling. And I think that you should, because that is a major life change, especially if you're talking about getting weight loss surgery and you finna drop to, you know, the weight of another person in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. That is a big deal. Your body is finna look totally different because you're losing that weight fast. With losing weight, there comes a lot of things. You may lose your breast. You may lose your butt. You may lose your curves. You may have a lot of extra skin. You know, and now you have a body that you still don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just there's just a lot that Lose goes your with stamina. it. So Lose I'm your with ability you. to eat what you used to eat and enjoy the foods mm-hmm. that you you used to eat. Um, yeah, you know, you do lose the weight, but in some cases, you will never be able to eat the same. Mm-hmm. And so, or eating grapes, people don't follow the plan because I mean, there's a psychological thing to mm-hmm. it they stretch their stomach back out they gain the weight back mm-hmm. i've known people that have gotten gastric bypass and stretch their stomach back out and gain the weight right back mm-hmm. you know there's just you know there's just a lot that goes into it i know there's that new dot not diet but whatever it is like what do you call it? dietary aid called noom oh yeah app. where it's kind of the behavior therapy mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's probably good because it helps you understand why you're doing the things you're doing versus just telling somebody don't do it mm-hmm. i need to understand why i feel this way anyway right and anytime you change your eating habits you start to my brother pointed this out he was like you know you start to exhibit different mental statuses mm-hmm. what's the what's the plural statuses mm-hmm. status 
cystitis. <laughs> but you know, like you get irritable, you get angry. Mm-hmm. These are all things that are going to fluctuate in your in your weight loss journey. So it is just. It's a lot, and I feel like we always have this conversation right around the summertime because summer bodies and yeah. bathing suits and beach trips and, you know, here comes everybody. But if you have a body and you have a beach, I guess you have a beach body. Go be go be happy. Yeah. Adds up to me. Yeah. Carry the two. So, yeah. So, that's that. I think, did we hit everything? I think we did. Friend. I think we did. We was on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be fighting out there in the clubs. If y'all are going to clubs, be careful. You know, people are still out there doing God knows what in these clubs. There was a shooting over the weekend in uh, Miami. Miami In the uh, club. The shooting actually took place in the club or? I believe. I know they said like, what, 20 people dead or something? I believe so. Wow. I, I turned it out because y'all know I'm going to Miami. Right. But I ain't going right. to Don't no go clubs. <laughs> Don't go over there. But Man. yeah, I'm not a, you know, it takes a lot for me to even do a club anyway. And so that wasn't on the plan. But, you know, now I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, they they a little too lit. Mm-hmm. Find me on the beach in the daytime or a day party. Less happens in the daytime. Yeah. So, yeah, just be careful. I know that we're going to all start traveling and stuff like that. We're looking forward to it, especially after the year that we've had. But just remember to be careful. Watch your surroundings, that kind of thing, um, as we go out and do mm-hmm. these, these summer ventures. Because mm-hmm. we all want to be here at the end of the summer. And still take your COVID precautions. I mean, whether you feel like it's a government conspiracy or whatever, obviously it's real and it makes people sick. It doesn't really matter where it came from at this point. So just remember to still respect social distancing. Don't be crazy. Like, you know, don't do no crazy ass shit. Like, be smart. Yeah. So that we can continue going on vacation. Y'all got this. Y'all know what y'all doing. Yeah. We trust you. We will see y'all next week. Mm Mm-hmm. We love you. Like. Thank you for everything. Share. Comment. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. Oh, we're going to do a drawing. So if you hear this. Lee's going to do the post for it. But, yeah, um, see how he just be telling me stuff on air? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. We're going to do a $50 drawing for the person who shares our thing. And we're going to put up our uh, little post or whatever, our podcast. Um, and we'll post the little directions up there and everything like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. Mm-hmm, this, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so that gives you some incentive to share, y'all. Get us out there. All right. All right. We love y'all. Bye. See y'all next week.